All right. We are going to have a good old-fashioned sword drill right now. How many of you know what a sword drill is? I found out that some people don't know what that is. Raise your hand if you know what a sword drill is. All right? So a sword drill, get out your sword. Do you guys know what a sword is? What your sword is as Christians? This is our Bible right here. Absolutely, this is our Bible. So you're going to get your Bible out, and I'm going to give you the address. I'm going to tell you where it's found, and when you get to that spot, you can stand up, okay? And the first one to stand up with their Bible in hand, ready to read, all right, you'll get to read the verse for us, okay? So our verse this morning, our memory verse is John 14, 15. Use your phones. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone standing. Oh! John 14, 15. Is it David? David, come on up. David. David, come on up. Come on up, buddy. What? Were you the first one? <laughs> he says, yeah, absolutely, I was the first one. <laughs> it might have been Clint Whitten, I'm not sure. <laughs> Can you read it for us? If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Good job, give him a big hand. Now, I think we might need some further help with, uh, with learning this verse. It's a short verse, pretty easy to remember. If you love me, obey my commandments, John 14, 15. But I need a little bit of help. So we've got uh, some people that have each word of the verse. You've already got it out there, okay? So you've, There's a word if, there's a word you, there's a word love. And so if you have those words, go ahead and bring those up, okay? you have those words? Oh, nobody has those words? Nobody has those words? Oh, that's right. I have it hidden here in the sanctuary. You might want to look underneath the uh, Kleenex boxes and take a look at those. If you find a word, bring it on up here to the front. <coughs> Anybody find any words? Anybody? Come on up. If you find it, come on up. And not just come up, you got to get in the order of the memory verse. Can you get in the order of the memory verse? Some right here, let's get in the order, all right? <laughs> Did you rip it off the box? <laughs> all right. All right, let's get in order. Can you get yourself in order? Has every Kleenex box been looked under? Every single one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's two more out there somewhere. Somewhere there's two more. Did I hide them too well? Did you, did you find it? All right, good. We found F. All right, get in order, get in order. Uh, 
We got it? Let's see. All right, hold him up. There we go. All right. I think we got it. We got it. Hold on. Hold on. Let's say it all, let's say it all together, okay? Here we go. Yeah, give yourselves a big hand. All right, have a seat. Good job, everybody. We learned every verse here today. If you love me, obey my commandments. That's exactly right. That is the verse we have, we're looking at here today. Now, <clears throat> for a uh, couple of couple of. Fifth Sundays, we've got a couple of fifth Sundays that are left, a couple of family services that are left, and we are going to be kind of looking over the same things in these family services when we come together, okay? We are going to be looking at some cool miracles. Cool of miracles of Jesus. Did y'all hear something? What was that? Okay, anyway, I'm, I'm just going to move on. Um... In these uh, fifth Sundays, fifth Sundays of the month, um, when we come together as Family Sunday, when we come together, we're going to look at some cool miracles of Jesus, okay? Some cool miracles of Jesus. Cool miracles of Jesus. What? (laughs) I did not expect that second one. Cool miracles of Jesus, huh? Cool miracles of <laughs> Jesus. All right, let me try it like this. We, we are going to be looking at some amazing, wonderful miracles that Jesus is going to do, and they're going to be really cool, okay? So, cool miracles of <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's look at our cool miracles of Jesus. All right, turn to... Cool miracles of Jesus. Okay, that one was unexpected. (laughs) Luke chapter 5. Turn to Luke chapter 5, and we are going to look at these miracles of Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there to Luke chapter number 5. And we're going to look at one of these fun miracles here today, all right? One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. So, everybody wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. How many of you want to hear what Jesus has to say, boys, girls? I want to hear what Jesus has to say. And so if we were there, we would want to get as close as we can. I want to hear what you have uh, to say, Jesus. And so that's what all these people are doing. They're they're trying to get as close to him as they can. Verse 3, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon. Everybody say Simon. Now Simon, his name is Simon right now. It's going to be Peter later on. Okay, you guys know who Peter is? Peter, one of the, probably the most famous disciple, maybe. Uh, Peter's most famous disciple, his name is Pete, uh, Simon right now, okay? 
So he had to change his business cards. It was a mess, okay? So you get Simon, uh, and then later he was uh, Peter, okay? So this is who we're talking about. Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. What I like about Simon is that he was available to be used by God. Sometimes the best ability is availability, <laughs> okay? So to be used by God, he was available. He was, hey, God, if you, Jesus, if you need to use me, I am here, I am available, okay? Now, I'm, I'm not going to be the kind of preacher that says we need to be, you know, here at the church every time because you never know if God's going to need you. You never know if, like, you know, the Lord's going to do something amazing that day. you got to be there, okay? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, we should be available at every single time the doors are open, right? So that when you come, you hear what Jesus has to say to you. I'm not going to be that guy, okay? I'm not going to be the guy that tells you to be available every single Sunday and come to church. Every single Sunday. Every single one. <laughs> and be available for what God has for you. I'm not going to say that today, okay? I'm just telling you what Simon was. He was available. <laughs> okay. And then he was used by the Lord, as you can see, all right? Verse 4. When he had finished... Speaking, so he preaches this sermon. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, this verse right here is music to Brother Gary Gruber's ears, okay? Jesus tells us to go fishing. Am I right, brother? He just tells us. He says, listen, you guys need to go fishing, okay? So any, anytime she says, no, you don't need to go fishing today, you just quote scripture here to her, okay? He's telling you, go out and go fishing, okay? <laughs> All right. He says, go out uh, and let your nets down for some fish. Now, this is, uh, he is telling, Jesus is telling professional fishermen what they need to be doing. Go out and catch some fish, okay? So these fish, as it, or these fishermen, as I mentioned earlier, they were, uh, had been fishing all night uh, and, and had were washing their nets. They had left their boats. Uh, that was there. And he says to go out and catch some fish anyway. So now Jesus was not a fisherman. Does anybody know what, what Jesus was or what Jesus' dad was? Anybody? Anybody? He was a carpenter. That's right. So he made chairs and birdhouses and tables for you to put your Nintendo Switch on, you know, okay? So that's the kind of stuff that he did. He wasn't a fisherman, okay? So, but he's telling these fishermen, go out and let's make a catch. Let's have a catch. Okay, verse 5. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. Or I'll let the nets down again. So he worked all night. See, there's times that you're supposed to go fishing, okay? You go fishing either late at night or early in the morning. That's when the, the water is not as, as hot. The sun's not out, so the fish come to the top. When the sun comes out, the fish goes down below. Is that right, Gary? Is that why? That, that's pretty close, okay? So there's a time to go fish. There's a time to do this, okay? And so the fishermen, the professionals who know what they're doing, they went out when they were supposed to do it, and they didn't catch any fish. What number is less than one? Anybody? Zero. They caught zero fish. Normally they go out and they'll catch like 10, 12 fish, something like that. This time they caught zero fish. And now here's Jesus... And he's telling them, go out 
and catch some fish. I know this is when not you're supposed to do it, but I'm telling you to go out and catch some fish. Listen, sometimes the Lord is going to tell us. Kids, can I talk to mom and dad for a second? Grandma and grandpa? God's going to tell us to do something, and it doesn't make sense. He might tell you something in your business that doesn't make sense. You're the professional. You know what you're doing. But God's going to tell you something that maybe doesn't make quite as much sense. Okay? But that's what God's telling you to do. He's also going to tell you something that might make you work a little bit harder. Okay? It was, it was they brought their boats in. They had already cleaned up their nets. And now Jesus is telling them to go back out there to get their nets all dirty again, trying to fish again. Sometimes you're going to ask us something that's going to cause just a little bit more work. Right? Right? A little bit more work. It doesn't make sense. A little bit more work. But he's also telling us to do something because he knows something that you don't. When God tells us to do something, sometimes we need to be humble enough to know that I don't know everything. But the God of heaven and earth does know everything, and he's probably telling me to do something for a reason. But we, adults, we come up with every excuse why not to do it. This isn't the time to do it, Lord. There's a time for everything, okay? This isn't why I'm supposed to do it. Or this doesn't make sense to me. What, What is me saying that to him? What is me putting money here? What is me doing this? What is that really going to do? It doesn't make sense to me, Lord. Lord, I've been working all week. Can I have one Saturday off, God? Can I have one Saturday off? He knows something that we don't, okay? Verse 6. At this time, their nets were so full of fish. They go out and they fish. So full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat. And soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. Say, that's a lot of fish. Okay? This wasn't just 10 or 12 fish. This was a ton of fish. So much so that they're they're trying to drag it. They bring other boats. One boat is completely filled up with fish. They bring another boat. They fill that boat up with fish. It is amazing when we do it God's way. Kids, when we do things God's way, how amazing that it is. That's a pretty cool miracle, right? Cool miracles of Jesus. That is a great miracle. Them in their own strength got zero fish. Doing it God's way and they bring in a haul of fish. And sometimes it takes some patience on our part. Whether we have a marshmallow in front of us that we really, really want. But if we wait, God has more for us, doesn't he? If we wait for what God has for us. So why don't we do it Jesus' way? Church, why don't we do it the Lord's way when he's asking us to do this? Verse 8, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. What Simon Peter said was, I had this doubt. I had this doubt that you could do what actually you saying that you were going to do. And he did exactly right. When we do what God wants us to do, our first thing is to go back and say, I'm sorry for any doubt that I had. 
But Lord, I'm going to trust in you. And I'm going to follow you in whatever you tell me to do. And finally, verse 10. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be fishing for people. Fishing for people? We don't even like worms. Isn't that right, kids? Fishing for people? What are you talking about? Fishers of men? What are you talking about? Well, in the same way that we might try to go out in our own power and try to you know, work hard, quote, for the Lord, but in our own power, many times we're going to get back zero. But when we work in God's power and we do what He tells us to do, what an amazing amount can come in. Now let me ask you this. Who was the preacher in Acts chapter 2 that preached an amazing sermon that 3,000 people came and accepted Christ in one day? Who was that preacher? It was Simon Peter. Because he learned this lesson a long time ago. He learned the lesson. If I try to do it in myself... I'll get nothing. But if I do it in God's power, if I stand up with the power of the Holy Spirit, what had just happened, what had just fell, when we do it with the power of the Holy Spirit, so many people are going to come in. 3,000 people in one day. They needed some volunteers for Kids Church, didn't they? Immediately. But that's exactly what can happen. Kids, If there's something that I can tell you today, that I can teach you today, and that us as adults need to model much better for you here today, is to trust in Jesus. Follow His ways. Even if His ways seem strange or different from what the world has to say, I'm telling you, when we follow Jesus' ways... He is there with us, and He blesses us, and He gives us so much more than we can handle. Trust in Jesus. So here's what we're going to do here, church. As a church family and and as kids, we're going to do this. This is one of the things that when I was a kids pastor, uh, we we did three things every single week. Every single week, we're going to hear from the Word of God. Okay, We're going to hear from the Word of God, which is what we just did. We're going to worship God, which is what we're going to do here in just a minute, okay? And the third thing that we did every single week is that we are going to talk to God. We're going to, what's that called when we talk to God? Pray. That's right. We're going to hear the word of God, we're going to worship God, and we're going to talk to God. I don't want you to just listen to me pray. I want you to talk to God, okay? So here's what I'd like you to do. If we can all stand here together, we're going to stand and we're going to pray. I want you to take maybe two minutes, and I want you to talk to the Lord. Say, God, I want to trust in you. Maybe what you're telling me to do is to tell my friends at school or in the neighborhood about Jesus, and, well, I don't, you know, is this the time to do it? It's not even Sunday, or I don't know exactly what to say. It's okay. It's okay. Because God is going to be with you, all right? Whatever God is telling you to do, God is going to be with you. So I want you to even right now, I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. Say, God, I want to trust you. Help me to trust you. Show me what you want me to do. Teach me what you want me to do. Adults in the room, what a great time to be an example and a model for your children, for your grandchildren. This is how we pray. This is how we talk to the Lord. God, we trust you. 
I don't always see it. I don't always see what you see. But I'm going to trust in you. So let's take just a couple of minutes. Let's pray. Let's talk to the Lord. And then we're going to worship together.